This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to iGrillInc.com to learn more. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, the barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavor wood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit BBQRSDelight.com. And by Arno Smokers, a custom pit builder using innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been the home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning both on the design level and the quality of craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. Please get in contact with Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E underscore R-O smokers at yahoo.com or Tony at Tony underscore R-O smokers at yahoo.com or visit their main website, R, the letter N, the letter O, R-N-O smokers.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, discover something you're really going to love, cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country. Top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
All right. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You want to jump in on the show tonight? More than happy to have you do it. It's a toll-free phone call, if you see fit, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you want to, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show, you can find it at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Here's what's happening tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, rarely, rarely do we get the occasion to welcome in an in-studio guest. You know him, you love him. He's here all show. Michael McDearman of Get Fired Up Foods. There he is. McDee! How you doing, Greg? Doing absolutely fantastic. Michael, how are you? You know, I'm just taking in this big space of the studio. It's, I'm afraid there's going to be an echo. I think the word you might be looking for is palatial. Palatial. Right. <laughs> I'll take 50 cents for that one. You're in Tennessee, <laughs> uh, so it's like uh, you're from Tennessee, so it's uh, like a countryside estate, uh, vast acreage. The back 40. Did you pack or did you like park over like in the, in the fifth block or the sixth block? They escorted me in on the helicopter. Chop. That was my next question. McDee, always know what's going on uh, with how we're playing it here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios. Uh, so Michael's going to be with us all show, so we're very excited to talk to him. Lots of stuff to get to, uh, Pitmaster-related, what he's doing, Sam's Club, the Grillmasters Tour. He's a wealth of barbecue grilling information. You have like this outsider-insider-looking-in type of thing as well on a lot of things, so it's... You know, you might not be intimately involved with the act, exact process, but you're looking at things. I pay attention. It's good to pay attention. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, so, Michael, with us all show, 35 past 9 o'clock, Rich Parker from the Barbecue Superstore. You were there in attendance. They won the regional event. Rocked it. Crazy. Absolutely rocked it. Out of the really middle of nowhere. Tough. Oh, yeah. Absolutely tough group. Tightest packed regional that we've ever seen, I think. Might be one of the toughest ever. I think so. With the scores all packed in like they were, the top ten were just crunched. And oh. then you've got Barbecue uh, Superstore coming in with the not only just they did it at the regional, but they did the same thing as the local. They're on a hot streak. Oh, they're abs- cooking their faces off, uh, to coin a phrase. Cooking the faces off. Uh, so Rich Parker coming up 935. And then the second hour, uh, more with Michael McDearman, GetFiredUpFoods.com. What other websites you got going on? GetFiredUpFoods.com. We've got GrillmasterTour.com is the tour that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jack Weybor will be joining us at 1014 and then possibly 1035. Uh, we didn't decide to cut any delineation points off with Jack because, uh, A, he's a longtime friend of mine. I've known him for probably seven, eight, nine, maybe even 10 years at this point. Uh, but he was on the, it was two weeks ago, right, Michael? It was. Two, two weeks ago, Barbecue Pitmasters. So we're going to be uh, recapping that event. Uh, what it was like, you know, some behind-the-scenes stuff, whatever they're allowed to tell us contractually because we don't want to get anybody in trouble. We don't want to get anybody sued here on the show ever. Well, at least I don't want to get sued. Anybody else, it's free game, I guess. So if you have any questions for Michael or you have any questions for Jack in regards to that particular show two weeks ago, uh, we're more than happy to kind of drag through all of the inner workings of uh, however that contest went down. Again, 10-14, 10-35. And then if you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. 877-448-0433. 
Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. That's what we have on trap uh, on tap tonight. So look, if you're watching the show right now, blast off a Facebook post or tweet it out that you're watching the show, you're listening to the show, a couple ways to do it. If you're watching it, outdoorcookingchannel.com. If you're listening audio, that's fine. You can go to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. If you have a smart device, Michael, you have a smart device? On I do. Tune Smarter in ra- than me. Do you have TuneIn Radio on your? Tune- it's an app. Show, tune in Radio. Show me. I'll show, show it me. to you after the fact. You go to the uh, what, Google Play has it. The uh, App Store on the iPhone has it. Uh, look for TuneIn Radio, T-U-N-E-I-N, TuneIn Radio. It's a free app. There's a pay version if you don't want the ads. Uh, free is me. That's what I always like to say. And then search BBQ Central or BBQ Central Show or whatever, and then it'll come up there. Favorite that. And then you can just listen to the show live on your smart device. You can stream it through Bluetooth devices, whatever you like. It's just like you're listening to it right on the radio through your smart device. And then, of course, if you are, I don't want to say fat or lazy or you just like the fact that you have a really big-ass screen television in high definition (laughs) and you are a geek and you like Internet Protocol television, you can always listen to the show, watch the show through Roku. Go to the Roku store, download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, then choose the live streaming app. Do it right now, and then you can watch the show live right on your 50-inch or your 80-inch or 750,000-inch television right from the comfort of your cut. Is it better than – nothing is better than that. Absolutely not. Got to watch the show on your big screen. And then have a bartender as well to uh, get you drinks just in case you get a little thirsty. Michael and I are keeping it clean tonight because I need a clear head. He's got to drive all the way back to uh, the Hall of Fame city of – Canton, Ohio. Going down to the NFL Hall of Fame. Not the barbecue capital of the North Coast, but the NFL capital of the country with the Hall of Fame, uh, Canton, Ohio. So a lot of things to get into. Uh, Those are the ways you can consume the show, by the way. So pass those out. Again, Facebook it out. Tweet it that you're watching now or listening now, whatever the case may be. Want to give a special mention. I don't usually shout people out. I hate that saying, shouting it. But I do want to mention Bobby Brennan from Kamado Joe Cookers. Had a great conversation with him a couple days ago. Bobby! Hope you're enjoying the show tonight, buddy. If you're watching, if you're getting it on podcasts, whatever. Uh, hope you're doing well, and we'll talk soon. Also, congratulations. Maybe you didn't know. I mean, there's a lot of con- there's a lot of contests going on right now, mm-hmm. Michael. Regardless of where you are in the country, each and every weekend, maybe 10, maybe 15, 20. And that could just be a KCBS. You know there's many other sanctioning bodies out there. They're up Pacific Northwest. You have IBCA. You have Florida Barbecue Association. But a special congratulations going out to a friend of this show, my guy, pitmaster of Left Coast Q, Matt Dalton, just won their seventh, qualifying them for the Jack Daniels this year. Coming down to my neck of the woods. Yeah, right. Lynchburg, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. How far is that away from you? Are you in Cooksville? I am. I'm in Cookville, and uh, probably crow flies about an hour. All right, so pretty pretty intimate uh, oh, yeah. confines to you. We can get to the holler. Matt Dalton will be out there bringing his Left Coast quality cue out there to uh, hopefully impress judges alike and taking home that uh, overall grand championship. Of course, everybody knows that's in October when everything else is you know, also in October. The big ones are in October, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so special- 25th anniversary this year on the Jack. 25th? 25th. I've always, I'm almost been married for 25 years. Almost. Like 16, right? 16 years? Yeah, it's 16 years. It's got to be. So I think nine, and then we'll get to the Jack Daniels. Um, so good job to Matt and the boys out there at Left Coast Q. I did get this email in from John Sartor. Ever heard of John Sartor? No. 
says this, Greg, love the show, man. I get it on YouTube normally the day after because I'm in the U.K. Uh, the Chris Hope piece was awesome. This was now two weeks ago. But the Chris Hope piece was awesome last week. I was laughing out, wild, laughing out loud. Folks that didn't know that it was actually a joke, make it even better in my opinion. Congratulations. Thank you. As I stated last week, I was a little concerned when I decided to I re, well last week I re, you know pushed the curtain back and I said, "Hey, people thought that that Christopher Hope guy was a real guy." Mm. That was me. It was Really? Well, I I know I my English you were read accent. the letter in a British accent there for a second. But. No, I I know my English accent is mm. beyond reproach. <laughs> of course. But that was me uh, because look, I think any English person or any person that's up on English stuff knows the name of uh, the princess that had the baby. I don't know her name. So when I said princess such and such, I don't think an English guy is going to say that. He probably knows it's Kate uh, Winslet. No, no, no. Kate Winslet. <laughs> Middle, Middlebrook. Middleton? Kate Middle? Uh, whatever. You're better than me at that. It might be Kate. And we're a little fuzzy. Well, we're fuzzy on the first name. We're definitely fuzzy on the last name. So why would you say such and such? I don't know. That should be a tip-off, but I know it was so good, I confused a lot of people. But, John, I appreciate the fact that you thought that was funny. I didn't offend you. And it's nice to know that my friends over across the pond have a substantial sense of humor. Appreciate that first and foremost. And to everybody else in the Englands that thought that that was funny, thank you. You don't have to all email in at once, but if you want to do it, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, we're going to be coming back and talking extensively with Michael McDearman, Grillmaster Tour. Sam's Club series as he sees it barbecue-wise, what he's got going on in a business sense. It's going to be fun and exciting. But first, let me talk to you quickly about Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Look, uh, Stephen DeFranco has been sponsoring this show for a number of years now, and uh, I like to say that he caters to the barbecue and grilling community. Actually, I say he's the jeweler to the stars, and by stars I mean barbecue stars. But here's the bottom line. You go to stephendefranco.com, right? Absolutely. D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, and you peruse the entire product's offering, uh, whether it be watches, whether it be diamond rings, whether it be necklaces or bracelets or anklets or custom wood bowls. No, I'm not talking about ones that you put pot in, Central Life. I'm talking about real handcrafted bowls you could potentially eat out of or stick in your house as a nice decoration. A Venetian glass jeweler, he's got it all. Once you've found what you like the best, call him. Don't order just online. I want to save you money just like you want to save money. 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Then when somebody answers the phone, if it's not Steve, he'll say, this is Steve. If it doesn't sound like that, it's not Steve. Ask for Steve. He'll get on the phone say, Steve, my name is Tim or Susie or Peter. And I'm a longtime listener to the Barbecue Central Show. And Greg always talks about how I need to call in. And you're going to hook me up with the Barbecue Brother or Sister Discount. Let him take it from there. Now, rest assured, Steve is going to ask you a number of questions to really dig down to the core issues of what do you want? What is your budget? What are you looking to accomplish? Is this a gift? Is it for you? Is it for the next door neighbor? Whatever. He's going to ask you all those important questions. Once that's settled, the price is going to drop. And if you're getting a watch, you get that second year of warranty, which you don't get anywhere else. You get free batteries for life. You get the engraving for free if it's a gift for somebody, or maybe you want to engrave it for yourself. I bought my watch on this date. I mean, it's very self-serving. But if that's you, that's you. 
He'll gift wrap it for free. Most importantly, whatever you get there, he's going to ship it to you for free as well. So if you're not residing in the greater Willoughby, Ohio area, which most of us aren't, I am. Michael, you're here right now. You could stop over tomorrow on your way out of town probably. You know, that might be a good idea. Why not? Think so? Take advantage of that. Uh, but you dial 440-943-2700, 440-943-2700, or visit stephendefranco.com. Figure out what you want first, then call them. Get hooked up from there. All right, we're back with McDee right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com if you want to jump in on the show tonight. More than happy to have you call in. We're a little, uh, little, I mean, we have a guest, obviously, in the studio. It's this guy right here, Michael McDearman. Get fired up, please. Grill Master Tour guy. Watch out. Coming to a Sam's Club near you. If you want to ask us a question, if you want to, if, if you followed Mike in a stalking fashion on the uh, internets and you want to know a little bit more about him, uh, please feel free to call in. We're more than happy to take your call. Also, answer any emails, whatever the case may be, Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com or call in 877-448-0433. So here we are with Michael McDermott, GetFiredUpFoods.com, Grillmaster Tour. Dot com. Check those websites out as we're talking here uh, throughout the course of this evening, uh, both first and second hour. The obvious question is this. Michael, nobody ever makes it a point to come to Cleveland. They make it a point to come to leave. People, what, are you, what the hell are you doing here? I didn't have a flat tire and I didn't break down. <laughs> well, we're ahead by two stretches right there. Yeah, it's a real pretty town, but it's not winter. <laughs> It'll be winter about three weeks. So you're getting out while the getting is good. Get away before the ice moves in, huh? Absolutely. All right. So what are you uh, What are you in town for exactly? I'm actually passing through from Rockford, Illinois, all the way, and I'm going out and eating barbecue with my pinky out this weekend, doing a, a tour date in the Hamptons out on Long Island, New York. Wow. So uh, you're going to be out there for the, the Sam's Club tour out there? I am. I've come through from the Rockford event at the regionals, and now we're coming over to the eastern seaboard. Going to work our way down through the mid-Atlantic. Medford's going to be a local? Um, yes, it is. And then we're working our way down to Maryland, Virginia, actually two Virginia dates, and then zip on over to Hendersonville, Tennessee, and start going back towards the Midwest. All right. So, you know, over the course of a given year, as far as Sam's Club is concerned, how many dates are you doing? Well, how many are you booked for? Gracious. I think out of the 30 or 31, I'm at 27. Oh, wow. You so, know, when you've got those sponsors, you know, I'm, I'm the grill master on the American Grill Master Experience. So you've got Beef It's What's for Dinner, Coca-Cola, Heinz, uh, you know, Bull Grills. And uh, when you've got those folks, they love that exposure at Sam's Club. Have you ever run into an instance where, well, maybe you have, but just in case, 
let's get your thought on it. Sure. Whether it's happened or not. Is there a like a uh, has there been a sponsor of Sam's Club, the the Grillmaster Tour part or, or the, the businesses that you are uh, representing that you've had personal problems with or you didn't like their partnership or anything like that, or has everything been really it's good? It's barbecue. It's been yeah. fantastic. You know, everybody's got that casual feel. They all have their what we want to accomplish, but it's all about promoting barbecue is the ultimate bottom line. Do you have a personal preference out of the, the sponsors that you have right now with this event, one that you feel a little bit more partial to? I mean, you, you love all of them, of course. Well, they all have their own unique area. You know, you've got uh, grills covered. You've got your, your uh, sauces covered with Heinz, you know, Coca-Cola, Coke and a Smile. There's nothing better goes with whatever beverage you might want to do and uh, with as far as Coke. And then you, you look at, uh, you know, like Jimmy Salad Dressing. I just did uh, some work with Jimmy Salad Dressing. And you, you actually learn a lot more about the products because they have such a great story, a lot of family heritage, a lot of uh, backstory there that you never would know. Do you find yourself almost... When you have you know something like a, a Jimmy salad dressing or, or some of these other products, after you've been around them, I mean, you're there almost weekend, week out with the same products. Do you find ways to use them that you never even thought about? Oh, yeah. You know, when I'm traveling around, I, I talked actually with Jimmy's about this. Um, and in Madison, Wisconsin, at the Tornado Club, just off the Capitol there, we went to a steakhouse. And I would never have dreamed of putting blue cheese dressing and Catalina or French on the same wedge. And I did that, and they did that for me there. And then I was like, "Oh my God, I got to do this with Jimmy's." It absolutely, it's it's that constant evolution of food knowledge and and that growth. You never know it all, and uh, so it's always a pursuit of what can you do next, what can you strive to do better. It's fun stuff. All right. So in regards to the Sam's tour and the Grillmaster tour, you know, you're the more the I guess the the high heat guy, uh, Troy Black running the more low and slow uh, KCBS competition aspect of it. Sure. If somebody's coming out to a Sam's Club event, if some people are going to be out in the Medford area this coming weekend, what can they expect from your area? Of- oh, uh, I'm going to be delivering five different steak recipes. Uh, we're going to do ribeye, New York strip, two New York strip recipes, top sirloin and flank. So we're going to cover everything of from the budget and economical side of, of beef all the way up to your prime celebration. But figure out how to do it for eight or nine bucks at the house instead of $40 at the restaurant. Is that strictly through... The Sam's Club effort, are you using steak and, and the meat from Sam's Club? Well, is that being provided the from the Beef Checkoff? The Beef Checkoff is a sponsor. The Beef Checkoff, and, and that's beef, it's what's for dinner. You right. know the old Sam Elliott uh, voiceover? And uh, so he may be the voice, or Matthew McConaughey may be the voice, or, or however it goes. But I'm sort of the face out there and delivering. Because I did teach the three-time junior world champs how to cook, they just won July 4th weekend, too. Their, <laughs> third, their third straight. And uh, I think the tally's up to about eighty grand in college scholarship money that they've won. Wow. Yeah, it really is. The youth are, are getting some great opportunities because we're growing the sport out there, too. Sponsors are stepping in there, too. You're a steak guy. You're around it each and every weekend. Like, mm-hmm. what are you looking for if, you know, people are listening to the show? We, we run the gamut on knowledge. We got the guys that are the expert pit masters and grillers. We got the guys and the gals out there that might be a little bit more intermediate. They feel comfortable around the fire, but maybe their steak skills aren't where they think they should be. And then you have the beginners, guys yeah. who are just jumping in, maybe bought their first grill or smoke or whatever. Steak-wise, what should you be looking for? I mean, there's a strip steak that's $8. There's a strip steak that's $15. There's a strip steak that's $35. How do you delineate and, and what can you do to, to make sure you're kind of buying what's best for you? You sort of got rankings. Uh, you know, you've got select, choice, 
prime, and then you get into the exotics of Wagyu's and Kobe's and all those fun stuff. But as far as um, the backyard barbecue, I would go for USDA Choice. That's going to be found in Sam's Clubs. You know, a lot of other stores carry USDA Choice. And when you're looking for Choice, you want to take that cellophane-wrapped package and run your finger across the meat section. Now, if it feels smooth like the palm of your hand, that's actually going to be soft white fat. That's going to render out, give you flavor, give you all that juiciness that you're looking for, all those great things. If it's hard kernels all the way through, it almost feels like speed bumps like the back of your fingers, that's actually going to be hard white fat and not going to render out under hot and, and fast technique. That's more of a low and slow render out technique. So that's what I look for when I'm at the meat case. But if you've got any questions about what you want to cook, whether you're looking for beef that may be for uh, stew meat or whether you want to put brisket and chili or something like that, go to beefitswhatsfordinner.com. They've got a virtual meat case there that lists off all types of different cuts and exactly what you can you can uh, do with them. All right. So in regards to this hard beef or the, the hard fat that you had mentioned, mm-hmm. and I said hard beef and I know I'm going to be getting a lot of emails about it. Relax, pervs. Um if you feel that, if you end up, or let's say you show up at somebody's house and they're like, hey, you're the grill guy, you come over here and, and cook us the food, we're going to buy it, but you cook it. When you put your finger over that and you feel it, like what's the best way to, to get over that? You earn up? the grill master title every time you cook, don't right? you? It's a compliment that po- folks <laughs> give you. It's not something that you get from a diploma or something like that. With uh, I do medium heat, and that's the key. All this stuff on Food Network, they're telling you, oh, sear it in, get it the high heat. They want us to get out like roosters in a hen house, flare our chests out, and go turn it on high and burn it in. That's actually not going to keep the juice inside the the steak, and this is what I do. 325 to 350 degrees. That's the first step. Uh, Now, I go straight from the fridge to the grill to reduce flare-ups so I don't get that bitter uh, char on my steak. I'm actually going to caramelize the sugars in and go five to seven minutes the first side, cook to an internal temp of about 140, and then rest it for five minutes. That's it. You can take a a mediocre piece of beef and turn it into an excellent steak. So people that aren't familiar with the Michael McDermott way of cooking steaks, your method, and it's been proven, as you said, you got uh, three times over uh, junior steak cooking champions. Well, and even go with the food science guy on Food Network, Alton Brown, he actually started out with the hot and fast sear technique early on. I think it was even episode one of his show, Good Eats, but then he came back and did the science experiment of cooking the exact same size piece of meat from the same animal, one on searing and one on uh, my the technique I'm talking about, and it weighs more. What does that mean? It's got more juice, got more flavor, got more tenderness, all that good stuff. So that's what we're after. The majority of people that are listening right now are like, wow, I would never cook my steak at 350. As you said, you're getting a lot of information from the Food Network or cooking channel or you know whatever the case may be and even in a lot of cookbooks you know if people are still reading cookbooks they tell you get it screaming hot as hot as it'll go and you're going to seal in the juices i mean that's one of the biggest myths ever is sealing in the juices when you're searing a steak that and born on dating i've had 13 year old beer and it was plenty good Greg. of course just we're going to get sidetracked here just for a second (laughs) the other thing about beer is this notion of uh, skunking Mm. you get it cold Leave it in the garage after the fact because maybe you don't have room in your fridge anymore. And then it warms up, and then you recool it down in the refrigerator, and somehow it becomes skunked in the process. It's one of the biggest bullshit things I've ever heard in my life. Well, I don't want to offend DivaQ, but I was going to say, oh, skunk beer, isn't that Canadian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take that, Canada. Um, all right, so your, your steak cooking method is 325. It's five to seven minutes on the first side. 
So you're getting your... Uh, now, the other thing that I find upsetting is uh, a, a very high stress on grill marks. I mean, you're getting grill marks on you know what you're doing, even at 325, 350, but you're not looking for like super dark black... You're looking for caramelized sugars out of the proteins that actually create true meat candy. You're not looking for the acidity of that ash that you're charring on when you go that high heat. And you're also not boiling out the moisture on that outer shell of meat. Are you down with uh, the ways of cooking steak like uh, what's called a sous vide? Or, you know, I am. If, if you don't, I have a sous vide machine in, in the laundry room. I'll show you that after the fact. Got a video coming out doing a Bubba, uh, sort of a Bubba technique. Uh, is what I'm calling it for sous vide. Keep your eyes peeled on that one. That one's going to be a hot, hot video. All right, we'll look for that. Um, but there's, uh, like my friend John Dawson from Patio Daddio Barbecue uh, always likes to call it the redneck sous vide. So, you know, you keep the grill a little bit cooler. You put it on there maybe at a 200 or 225 degrees for X amount of time until it reaches this internal temperature, and then you throw it on the screaming hot grill. Do you find that it's a reverse sear. Yeah, reverse seared. Yeah, that's yeah. the other way to call it. Um, are, are you a big fan of, of that style, or are you still... Uh, you may have witnessed that on Barbecue Pitmasters with a tri-tip. All right. Well, uh, second hour will certainly I think Myron Mixon called textbook and Diva something to the effect of best example best. ever. She might have like said that. something about yeah. that. I don't recall, but I'm yeah. sure uh, Jack and yourself will uh, fill us in in the second hour about the, all the things that went down there. But, I mean, you are the meat guy, so, I mean, this is... is is this method of cooking beef something that you take credit for, something that was taught to you? Where, where does this derive from? You know, aside from the, bar, the bacon explosion, I don't know that there's much that people can claim anymore that is truly theirs. You know, it's all been taught and all been pieced together, and it's how you want to use it on your cooker. Biggest knowledge is how do you want the end result to be? And this is things that I've pieced together from, from all over. Why do you think these big media outlets and broadcast television stations continue to put out information that is potentially detrimental to a good end ratings. product? Bottom line, ratings. But does but selling does, the sizzle gets people fired up? Now, my company is Get Fired Up Foods. Yeah, you know, it's it's that mindset of oh, I gotta go turn it on. I gotta go 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 go, and and they get so excited about going to the grill and blasting because it's that testosterone. It's flaring your chest out like a rooster. It's getting out there and. Oh, man, you know, I, it's like a Tom Hanks on that movie. I have built fire. Right. You know, and when you actually look at it, the science side of it is like sous vide. When you slow down the cooking process, you actually widen your window of where you finish. And so you can hit your target better. You also get a more even cook through that piece of meat and it'll have more consistent color through that piece of meat. And if you want now medium, medium rare, those are all words. When you go to internal temperature, baby, that's when you get dialed in. That's when you're actually getting results. So when you're flipping your steak over. I'm looking for grill marks, Greg. I'm looking for that meat candy, that presentation right. side on that first side. Because then if I'm not able to get it. By the way, here's a let's back just half step yeah, back. Please. Maillard effect. That's grill marks, basically. Right. And if you'll pat it dry and create a slightly saline solution. So basically just put a little salt on there. That helps with the grill marks little tidbit there that most right. people don't know um but as far as look for that first side on that five to seven minutes peek up under it put it back down if it's not ready right back where it was but uh, when it's got that good set of grill marks that you want to present somebody flip it over then cook to the internal temperature cleveland winters cleveland summers totally different right so you've got a different cooking time and it, 
so that was my next question. It, yeah. It's not, you know, it's five to seven minutes potentially on that first side, but it's not time on the second. Mm-mm. You're not internal setting temp. another, it's just cooking that at internal temperature. Yep. So it would be obviously wise. I mean, you're on the grill each and every week. What are the, like the, the big items people need to have to make sure that they're being a competent grill person? You know, I actually, a digital read thermometer, 15 bucks and up. Uh, I personally prefer a, a thinner tipped uh, digital read thermometer. I, I'm up in the $100 range, but that's the Cadillac and washable and all that. With the um, meat itself, an easy hook is such an, e- an easy way to turn the meat. One hole in the meat is not going to lose a ton of juice. Uh, you're not going to be creating a leak like a leaky tire or anything. It's going to be keeping its juice in, and it's just a quarter turn of the wrist and flipping it over, and you're good to go. Tongs also work. Uh, I like to use aluminum foil as my grill brush because a grill brush will get gummed up and, and have things in it that's not really good. So I actually preheat the grill with a piece of aluminum foil over it so that it cleans off what's underneath, creates a real compact heat, and then uh, use that same reduce, reuse, recycle, and wad up that aluminum foil and use that as my grill brush scrape down. And if I really need a steam clean, just a big thick slice of onion. Are you worried? I've I had Derek Riches on the show. Oh, man, it was probably four, five, maybe even six months ago. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this product that goes over the grill grates, and it captures the heat, and it's supposed to you know, carbonize everything, and everything just knocks off real easy. Over the grill grates, like grill grates brand or grill no, grates? No, like okay. just over the generic uh, sure, you know, sure, sure. place you cook on. And it was saying how great this was and how clean it's going to get. But the man, all the manufacturers that anybody that were anybody was like, "Don't do this. You're going to get, uh, you're going to blow out the bottom of the grill. There's explosion potential." But do you worry about that when you put the aluminum foil? Safety is always a concern, and, yeah. and liability wise, people need to be aware of that. Uh, you know, I'm not telling them to go out and on their own grill because I I know from my personal knowledge and my experience on my grills. Michael McDearman is joining me here on the show. Uh, by the way, in case you didn't notice, live in studio. There he is. Look at that guy. There he is. Uh, GetFiredUpFoods.com is his website. Also, GrillMasterTour.com. He's going to be in Medford, New York, this coming weekend for the Sam's Club Tour. So check him out. You know, In regards to the Sam's Club Tour, you've been around this year, well, for a number of years, but this year specifically, you've seen this barbecue competition unfold and all the regional events, uh, two regionals now, uh, and then a number of the local qualifying events. What's your take as far as how it's evolving up uh, to August 6th right now? I've seen it over three years now. Yeah. And, you know, this is probably the, the tightest regional I've ever seen, of course, with the scores. Most competitive, we had the top three teams from the national event last year at Sam's Club competing in this regional. It was a very tough crowd. Um, as far as the across the country, a lot of first-timers, the West Coast, you know, Washington really represented. Up in the northwest, Oregon, Washington, they really represented well. Came on down to the regional with just a few days' notice. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and did well, you know. And so you see a lot of uh, not just the standard names creeping in. They, they're first-time winners popping up with GCs. Are you surprised that maybe some of the, the big names that you've seen over the last three, four, five years 
that are taking part in SAMs might not be moving on. They might get through a local into regional, but they're not moving on through regional. I mean, is this just kind of the state of where barbecue is right now? Barbecue is getting so popular. You know, you've got barbecue pitmasters, of course, out there, but other shows, you've got YouTube, you've got classes to take both online as well as face-to-face. And the more knowledge that's out there, the more it's spreading, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. I think KCBS is going to have the most contests that they've ever had this year. I heard it was over 400, but I'm not sure of that. Yeah, that's a huge number, and that's just one sanctioning body. So, yeah. you know, we, we do give a lot of time to Kansas City Barbecue Society here on this show. Oh, but we can't what, forget NEBS and Mid-Atlantic and FBA, GBA. You go out west. I mean, they're all over. Northwest Barbecue Association. Right. Uh, Florida Barbecue Association as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Memphis Barbecue Network. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's uh, – do you think there might ever be a point where, you know, like you get this big consolidation of – Maybe five or six of them, and all of a sudden, oh, don't it's talk like BCS. KCBS. Don't talk BCS. No? no, no, no BCS. Yeah, but BCS is kind of bullshit because you play a season, and if you lose once, you're potentially out of it. True, but each I hate individual. College but think about this. I hate oh, go Vols! I, I got to say it. It's like 25 days till kickoff. I'm sorry, We're not but counting. I, I, yeah, not that I, it's not looked or anything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I sang Rocky Top in the shower. But uh, anyway, as far as everything goes, I think that each individual sanctioning body has its own characteristics. NEBS is definitely different than Florida Barbecue Association and, and uh, GBA and all those. I don't know what I just did right here. All right. Now I know what I did. Getting happy finger trigger. I know. Trigger there finger. we are. All right. Michael McDiarmid joining us here on the show. He is in studio. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here we're going to come back with richard parker from the barbecue superstore to recap uh, the sam's club that we've actually been talking about for the last couple minutes and a little bit more with uh mike and jack Waybor in the second hour uh, folks i just talked with fred bernardo of tasty licks barbecue supply a couple days ago and uh, so first things first what are some of the new brands that he's carrying uh kamado joe cookers we just gave um Kamado Joe's a shout-out earlier in the show. Uh, Meadow Creek cookers, spices, sauces, accessories. Uh, many of these items in stock ready to ship to you directly. Now, maybe you've been looking for some products, maybe uh, Oak Ridge brines and rubs. Uh, have you been looking for the complete line of Plowboys rubs and sauces? How about the Smoke on Wheels products? Tasty Licks has them all, and of course you know by now that Tasty Licks Barbecue is your big green egg headquarters, including many items for the egg that you can't get anywhere else. A lot of these things made specifically for Fred Bernardo, and the gang over at Tasty Licks. And these parts are in stock, by the way, ready to ship to you directly. Also, Tasty Licks Barbecue now carrying Harry Sue's new chicken rub. This particular one is the one that helped Harry win eight grand championships last year, as well as being the KCBS Team of the Year in the chicken category. So that's saying quite a bit. Buy some, buy early, buy often. Now, maybe you're looking for injections. Tasty Licks Barbecue carries all the heavy hitters here as well. Butcher's Barbecue, Cosmos Q, every type of barbecue guru, and their associated accessories. Tasty Looks, a Green Mountain Grill pellet dealer as well. And Fred says right here on the show when we have him on, they provide a lot of classes to the public. Fred teaches a lot of them, but he's also bringing in some of the top names in the barbecue and grilling industry to give you those competition cooking classes. Fred does a lot of pizza classes as well, so many specialty things going on. you got to check out his website. Now, attention teams. Tasty Looks Barbecue is your competition headquarters. All supplies for the competition teams are all right here. Pans in different sizes, aluminum trays, gloves, thermometers, turn-in boxes for practice. Make this your one-stop shop. TastyLicksBBQ.com is the place to go. So head on over there right now. Enjoy the videos that Fred puts up on his page as well. There's like 750,000 of them. Plenty of them to choose from. 
and you're going to learn a lot. And aside from being very entertaining, Fred is actually a very good teacher. So check him out. And don't forget, the Tasty Licks carries our own line of rubs and sauces. you got to try those as well. And when you make your order, drop Fred a line that you heard about him here on this show. Let him know that you appreciate the support of this show as we appreciate the support uh, that he is giving us as well. Support him. He supports us. It's uh, like a two-way street. It's one hand washing the other. It's kismet, whatever you want to call it. TastyLakesBBQ.com. That's TastyLakesBBQ.com. We're back with Richard Parker right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, first giveaway item for this evening. Sorry, no heads up on that. Uh, a ten, oddly enough, a ten dollars gift card to thebbqsuperstore.com. All you have to do is send me an email in the subject line: Michael McDearman Grillmastertour.com. Spell it all out. Spell it all out. And you can win a ten dollars gift certificate from the barbecuesuperstore.com. In the subject line: Michael McDearman Grillmastertour.com. Spell it all out. Don't cheat, or you won't win. Good luck. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshot Band, Suburban Boys Let's go! I'm an outlaw. All right, 877-448-0433, Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Michael McDiarmid joining us tonight. In the studio, my next guest just won the Rockford, Illinois Finals for the Sam's Club Series this past weekend. Here to help us recap the cook and the weekend in general, the pitmaster of the aptly named Barbecue Superstore. Let's welcome in first-timer to the show, Rich Parker. Rich, how are you, buddy? Rich. Uh-oh. Oh, hold on. I know. We might make you start. Rich, you there, buddy? Man, I can barely hear. Hold on one second. Let me uh, go check my connection underneath the uh, underneath the computer here. All right. Hold on one second. Stand by. Rich, you there, buddy? I'm here. Hey, all right. Sometimes you just got to take the connector out and put the connector back in. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Uh, Rich, we also have uh, Michael McDearman from the uh, Grillmaster Tour. I'm sure you saw him cooking fabulous steaks this past weekend. Oh, yeah. I've seen Mike a few times out there. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, Rich, before we get into the recap of this past weekend and you know, kind of how – you're moving on to the finals, which is absolutely fabulous by winning this event. Maybe a little background about yourself and how you got into the competition barbecue scene. Well, I started cooking back in 2008 in my backyard and uh, just wanted to 
get some better barbecue than what I could find in restaurants. And and uh, I came across the Great Lakes Barbecue Association, and that led me to the various barbecue forums. And uh, I took it from there. I'd, I just I just loved to compete, and I had a blast. Rich, did the barbecue superstore come after the fact? Did you start competing first and then decide to get into the, the retail side of things? Yeah, I started competing uh, 2010, and we opened the store last uh, summer, fall. All right, so uh, just maybe what, a well, not even a, a year into the, 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 the retail side. How are you finding that as like a business uh, typically, a lot of people doing the barbecue thing uh, might find a little bit of a, a hurdle to get over when you're doing the online. Do you have a brick and mortar? Or is it strictly uh, just internet-based sales? Uh, it's strictly internet-based. We uh, the opportunity came to open the stores from the Great Lakes Barbecue Supply Company. They were sponsoring me for 2010-2011 barbecue season, and talking to Mike and Steve, they just decided. They wanted to get out, and um, me and uh, my business partner, Mark Rasmussen, decided that we wanted to get in, and we wanted to start our own identity, so we liquidated their store and started our own. There you go, and now that's uh, thebbqsuperstore.com. We just gave away a $10 gift certificate. By the way, congratulations to uh, Steve Quas for joining uh, for winning that. So, uh, Rich, you're going to be getting some information on Steve, who just won that $10 gift card that you uh, gratefully give away each week on the show, and we certainly appreciate that. Uh, so let's go ahead and transition over to this past weekend. You know, anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with uh, this past weekend that might have made the cook a little bit more challenging for you? The the whole cook was a challenge. <laughs> we started off on uh, started off on Friday trying to prep our ribs, and we uh, we found the middle rack of our three pack of Excels uh, just full of shiners we couldn't use it so we ended up having to walk into the sam's club there in rockford and uh, pick up a new three pack of ribs to cook for that weekend which is uh, usually something i don't like to do i used to usually like to have uh, all my meat prepared and ready to go before i get there so that was one hurdle uh the second hurdle is my chicken wouldn't get done 11:40. I normally pull my chicken off, and it was 145 degrees. And I, uh, you know, I was just scrambling, trying to get a, trying to get the pit as high as I could get it, and get the chicken up as high as I can get it, and uh, we barely got it in. What temperature? Was, what temperature are you usually trying to finish your chicken at? 175. I usually pull it off. 175. Yeah. You know, uh, Rich, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but Harry Sue might tell you that chicken's done at 145 degrees. You might have been just fine turning that in. You don't subscribe to that by chance? <laughs> no, I, I usually like to take it a little bit longer. I, I think you get a little bit better uh, tenderness bite if it's cooked a little bit past that. Rich Parker joining us here on the show, thebbqsuperstore.com is his website. Uh, what other hurdles did you have to contend with there, Rich? The uh, after we got chicken barely in, we started uh, processing the pork for the pork box, and 
um, it was another one. It was right down to the wire. We just trying to find some really good pieces in there, and uh, we we ended up finding good enough for um, to get a call tenth, which was extremely happy. But then going right into our brisket, it was uh, it was a little too tender for my liking, and I was really hoping it would. Uh, um, I kept my. Uh, Buddy Matt McKinnon, who was cooking with me, he uh, he was a little, he was quite concerned. I said, "Well, let's hope it's the last one to be tasted, and it'll tighten up a little bit before the judges get to it." Overall, as far as turnings are concerned, I mean, typically, at least over the history of this show, you would find that when the cooks like what they're turning in, the judges seem to hate it. When they hate what they're turning in, the judges seem to love it. Uh, did that seem to follow suit with you, or were you and the judges kind of on par? You know, usually <clears throat> everything that came out this weekend tasted uh, exceptional, of course, I, I, I thought. Um, so usually I was, I'm right on with the judges, but it just had a lot of hurdles to get to the end of the box and into the judges. Everything seemed to go wrong. It just wasn't one of those smooth cooks where, it just flies into the box and into the judges, and you just go on to the next one. It was just a chaos. <laughs> when you, you know, I always talk to the pitmasters about, you know, chicken always starts out with the calls. You don't get the call. Do you think that immediately that you've tanked off? Do you think you were somewhere around that temp spot? I mean, you've, I mean, you finished 14th overall, so, I mean, you know, right around the middle of the pack, but are you thinking at that point that the chicken might have done worse than you've anticipated since you don't get that top 10 call? Oh, yeah. I thought for sure it ruined it for us. When we, uh, my chicken has been scoring pretty well the last few comps, and when we didn't get that call and they were going through the top 10, I thought for sure. We looked at each other, and we both we both looked at each other and said it was chicken. Just It knocked us out. We thought for sure that was it. So when you move on to Love ribs... I'm sorry, go ahead. We just thought for sure that in the overall it was 11th place that chicken knocked us out of it. When you move on to ribs and you end up winning that category, you're feeling a little bit more re-energized? You feel like you know, regardless of what the chicken did, you know, we've won a category. We're, we're a, little, a little bit better positioned. Now. Absolutely. It, uh, we knew it would definitely help, especially with the, uh, the amount of calls um, some of the teams were on their second call, so we definitely knew it was uh, it would it, it brought a little bit of life into us. Yeah. So with the issues that you had with pork, you end up getting a tenth overall there, and then a, a brisket gets you a sixth overall. Given the fact that you have three calls overall, you win a category. Uh, your top ten are better than the other two, uh, that being pork and brisket. As they're calling you out for brisket, are you pretty confident at that point you might have? sewed this one up and you're going to take the win or are you still pretty much crap in your drawers because you don't know where the chicken's at? Yeah, exactly. Crap in the drawers. Yellow River had three calls. Grills Gone Wild Iowa had three calls. And when I, I thought for sure Yellow River won when they called Grills Gone Wild Iowa for reserve. Rich Parker joining us here on the show. You know, Rich, I'm always fascinated with the fact that, you know, once you start calling overall... When you don't hear your name at 10th and 9th and 8th and 5th and 3rd and 2nd, 
are you thinking, wow, we really crapped the bed? Or, hey, we just might have a shot given the fact that we won a category and we have those two other calls? With with the amazing, with all the talent that was there, I thought for sure, because I, I was at the regional in 2011 and I got 11th. I missed the top 10 by three points. We thought for sure that's what happened again. When they didn't call our name, we thought for sure that's what happened again. When you get the call as grand champion, you know what are some of those initial emotions that start to run over you and your partner? Oh, we were just stunned. We couldn't believe it. <laughs> we walked up and we were still stunned all the way through. I mean, looking at the scores, how tight they were, I think in the, the, the top three um, – with QL Grills Gone Wild and then us, we're all six eighty three and um only a half point or so. Not separated the three of us. So when I seen the scores I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, between the three bad. of you guys, uh I think between you and QL you were about six tenths of a point. And even less between uh, Grills Gone Wild Iowa and yourselves. I mean that was an absolute uh, that's probably gotta be one of the, the closer finishes in this regional final that we've seen i mean michael you've seen it in a number of years i mean you remember the whole uh, top 10 was very tight yeah even while uh troy black was announcing he was able to share that it was really really tight and then when you got up to the top it was just slam packed yeah between one and ten you're looking at nine points separating you know top from uh lucky's q who won it last year uh advancing on as well rich do you find I mean, so now you got to wait all the way until october to to take the finals challenge here. How many events do you have planned to kind of to keep you up and going, keep that consistency going in between that time? Uh, I have four events on the calendar that I plan hitting before then. Uh, I I might try to add one late late September because uh, you know as you cook more, it's it's uh, you stay in your groove. So um, it'd be nice if I can find one late September to fill a little bit of that gap. Because of how well you did, and Michael was there to see it in in the local event. Because of how well you did here in the regional, you know, are you able to glean any type of momentum going into that final? Because of of how well you have done in the two preceding events, going into this one in Bentonville, it, it, it sure helps with the confidence level to hang with this crew. The the, the teams that make it down there, are just uh, there's some amazing talent that's going down there, and. To be able to just be in their in most of their presences in honor and just to compete against them is great. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. And let's make no mistake: is is honored and is you know whatever to be in the presence. You're there to kick some ass and take some names. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Man. Give me. A- <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, we're talking with Rich Parker from the Barbecue Superstore, thebbqsuperstore.com. Uh, just won this past weekend in Rockford, Illinois, taking that regional, and then we'll be moving on uh, with nine other teams to the Bentonville, Arkansas finals, which will be in Octo- October 19th, right? Michael, is it October? I think it's October 19th. I'll double check. Uh, but either way, uh, Rich, great job this past weekend. Obviously, a very good job in the local, even to get to the regionals, and wish nothing but the bus. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, you got it. There he is. Rich Parker. Joining us, thebbqsuperstore.com. Like, fantastically close. It's, it's, 
I mean, any contest is always good when it's close, but even when it's a barbecue competition, you know, not known for like big crashes and home runs or whatever. You know, and when you see that team performing so consistently, it was like uh, Tippy Canoe the first year. You know, I think he got maybe sixth in the first round and barely squeaked into the to the second round, and then it starts hitting, and then he has one, has one of the biggest months of any team. Oh yeah, and uh, three or four GC. I mean, you know, you can get on a roll and just run with it, baby. Do you think the teams that have and look, I mean, you enter in your particular regions back in February, whenever the hell it is. I mean, months and months and months prior to when the final is going to happen. Uh, do you think that teams are taking time to look at those regionals and say, uh, this is when this regional final is, assuming we would make it up through, and it's closer to the to the finals date? Uh, do you think, you you know, know, I one think has teams have different schools of thought, and they all form their own strategy. Some may just say, I'm going to stick to my guns, do what I do, and not going to change a thing. Some are going to look at the regional and say, okay, we got all master judges coming in for the Sams. This is what we should do. And, you know, it really is. It's a it's what table you get set at, but you just go in and and cook it well. That's what you got to focus on performance, and then let the judges just determine. Absolutely, uh, we are joined in studio by the one and only Michael McDermott. Get fired up foods. Also, the uh, GrillmasterTour.com. Uh, he'll be with us in the second hour as well. And we just talked with Rich Parker from the Barbecue Superstore, the BBQ Superstore.com. Uh, congratulations to Steve. Is it Quas? Maybe is the K silent? Maybe it could be Steve Watts. It could be Steve Kawais. I don't know. He won. So, uh, Steve, you don't need to send me anything. I'll get you uh, hooked up with the email address over to Rich, and then he'll tell you how to redeem from there. So uh, congratulations to Rich Parker and the gang over there at uh, the Barbecue Superstore for winning this past weekend. And obviously, thank you for the, them giving away the $10 gift card each and every week here on this show. Or again, uh, let me tell you little secret to uh, Rich Parker. If you want to make sure you're winning over at the Bentonville, get some Butcher's Barbecue. Come on. Just kidding, Rich. I mean, unless you use it, then, you know, drop me a line. No validation needed here as far as Butcher Barbecue products are concerned. We all know Butcher's well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, of course, that prime injection, the bird booster. Bird? Hold on. Mike, get up on camera. If I told you, if you brined your chicken, you would get uh, 7% moisture retention. What if I told you if you injected with Bird Booster from Butcher Barbecue, you would retain three times more the 21% moisture in that chicken? What would you do? For good chicken, I'd even pat it on like cologne. I don't care. Absolutely. He would Bird Booster the neck. Oh, yeah. A little, a little aftershave. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I'm no mathematician, but three times the amount of uh, uh, three times the amount more moisture retained might lead me to believe to at least try. Why not? Bird Booster. It's selling like hotcakes. As far as that prime injection is concerned, uh, Butcher's Barbecue has done something special here. They're using that award-winning flavor enhancer that that you've known and loved, keeping that brisket juicy. Combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. It's available for sale right now, ButcherBBQ.com. Now, if you're looking for a go-to rubber sauce, you've hit the mother load here as well. You have the steak and brisket rub. you got that honey rub, which you've seen on television a number of times, especially on that Barbecue Pitmasters show. Try the premium rub, especially if you inject with butchers. It's formulated to work with that injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges, or if you're like me, friends. And last but not least, that 
sweet barbecue sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets, and Butcher Sweet Sauce wins in every category for me each and every time. No worries on the shipping either. No items totaling up to 55 bucks. Ship at $8.55. From 55 to 200 ship at $9.75. Anything over $200 after tax, $0. Zero cents. We call that free where I come from. Free is me. I say it. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up on all the products. And again, don't worry about the shipping. It's not going to kill you. Uh, we're back to wrap up the first hour. Right after this, two giveaways in the next hour. We'll look forward to that. Stick around. I'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we're back, 877-448-0433, Greg at com. If you want to uh, jump in, more than happy to have you. Michael McDiarmid joining me here on the show in studio all two hours. Thank you very much. GetFiredUpFoods.com, GrillMasterTour.com. Get Fired Up Foods, you can buy the chicken changer over there, right? You can buy the chicken changer as well as Easy Hooks. And Orca Coolers coming soon, as Orca well as Urga Chef Knives. Urga Chef Knives. All right. Maybe we'll talk about those here in, uh, in a little bit. Uh, I want to thank Rich Parker for joining me this past segment. Recapping the win at Sam's Club. Uh, also giving us a little background about how he got into uh, the online retailing. Online retailing is kind of a, it's a tough gig. It is a tough gig. You know, you've got to carry quality products. Yeah. And uh, customer service, I would imagine, has to be Absolutely. like key there. Uh, last time I checked, the internet has a lot of stuff out there. Just a few items. Got to deal with the reputable people. Obviously, uh, Richard Parker out there, very reputable dealing with this show. I'm not going to turn you on to something that's going to screw you, at least not intentionally. Don't want your email. Just saying. He's a good guy. He's been dealing Rich with the show. Richard quality people in the industry. Yeah. I've uh, gotten the same instant chat comments uh, during his whole set. Great guy. One of the best guys ever. Not better than me, but... He's right up there. I'm like 1A. He's 1B. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to uh, step away real quick, uh, reload for the second hour. we got Jack Weybor coming in around 1014. We're going to be talking about the Barbecue Pitmasters. Uh, look at this email I'm getting from Dave Bosca. <clears throat> I'm not kidding when I say this. Sorry, been hauling hay. Just got to... What is that? When the sun's shining, you got to make hay. When I make hay, it's something different, and the lights are off. Hey, you know hey, I mean? hey, hey. Boom. Dave, uh, hauling hay. Better you than me. All right. Uh, we are going to uh, step away briefly. And uh, when we come back, we got some second takes. Top of the second hour. Don't forget two giveaways coming up in the 10 o'clock hour as well. We got some Sweet Smoke Q juice from Jim Elser of Sweet Smoke Q. And Brian Corbett giving away some Smoking Cully's uh, barbecue sauce to just leave the bones barbecue sauce. Hey, you can win some stuff on this show. A lot of stuff. Forget about it. All right, we're going to reload with our drinks. Uh, you reload with your drinks. We'll meet back here in about three, four minutes. What do you say? Good? Good, good. All right, we'll catch you back.
why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate 54 wieners. Delicious, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. <laughs> Hi, first time hosting the show. Nice for coming. How's that drink, Greg? Uh, water will kill you every time, <laughs> I swear to God. 877 Kent Wheelis picking me up, Mike. Um, thanks to Rich Parker for joining me last segment of BBQSuperstore.com. Uh, he just, Jack Weibor is anxious to uh, make sure that his connection is good. Let's just see what happens here we're throwing caution to the wind see if we can't i'm, I'm gonna need to set up a third camera i think oh my yeah so we can get you let me see here let's see if uh see what we got going with jack here jack you there buddy jack jack's not back yeah. jack's back all night jack hello plugged in buddy no all right. Call back in when you're plugged in. Plugged in? Plugged in? Yeah, whatever. All right, still to come tonight, uh, more with Michael McDearman and uh, Jack Weibor coming up talking about... Look at... Did he leave me a video message? Look at that guy. Oh, my. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. Let's try it again here. Jack. I can't hear him. I can you can't, hear me now? I can't hear I can see you, but I can't hear you. Can you hear me? All my microphones are on. I should be hearing you. You plugged in, Jack? Can you hear me? He can't hear me. I can see him going, hello. <laughs> Bueller? Bueller? I know. He's not yeah. there. I mean, he's there, but he's not there. You're going to have to call me back when you got your uh, sound on there, Jack. All right. Uh, so we got Jack coming up. We have more with uh, Michael McDermott. There he is. Way fine at the camera, Michael. There he is. GetFiredUpFoods.com. GrillMasterTour.com. Uh, on the show next week. Hmm. Is it next week? I got to get to my calendar now. Jesse Black was supposed to be on the show. Not, well, in like next segment from ThermoWorks, but there were some things that we needed to work out. Uh, so he is going to be on, oh, it's September 3rd. So he's moved back a number of weeks. Uh, coming up next week, which is the 13th, uh, David Marks is going to be joining us, Operation Barbecue Relief. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about Great that organization. Uh, whole hog thing that they're going to be doing at the American Royal. Exciting news. Pretty cool. Uh, if you listen to Chad Ward's show, Whiskey Men Barbecue in the Pit Radio Show thingy on Blog Talk Radio, which sounds like butt. 
No offense, Chad. <laughs> Just us. Uh, they talked about that first. You'll get a little uh, recap on that next week with us. So uh, a little double dip on uh, chatters over there. Uh, David Marks from Operation Barbecue Relief. And that, folks, hold on to your hat. Making his triumphant return after a number of months absent, Meathead will be finally joining us. Lots of things to talk to with uh, Meathead. Let's see if we got uh, Jackie there, buddy. Hey, Greg, are you hey, there? Hey, I can hear Jackie. There we go. Fine. Jack. I don't know what I did or didn't do. Well, obviously, you didn't plug something in. I got an iPad. I don't have anything to plug in. I've got nothing witty to say. Oh, after it's that. live. It's not Memorex, Jack. Tell so me. we're going. All right. So it sounds like uh, we are we're good. And uh, if you can wait nine more minutes, we'll call you back and we'll have this big episode about how you're a big TV star now, Jack. I am not a big TV star, though. TV star is sitting next to you, or looks like maybe in the other room. Oh, I'm on the east wing of the studio. Wait, wait. You're talking about this. East you're talking wing. about this guy, right? That's the star right there. Right. Or are you talking about that guy? Who is that guy? They can't recognize me when I'm incognito with a beard. Not only. Oh, check it out. Michael grew a beard. I'll be. Not only am I taking in stray cats, I'm taking in people walking down the street in big diesel stroke pusher engine trucks as well. (laughs) Come on over. You couldn't take the private Jack Wayboard Jet up here and join us in studio, Jack? Now, I've, uh, the private Jack Wayboard jet is uh, busy carrying around Mrs. Jack Wayboard wherever she uh, wants to go. Right. Well, that's hey, Smart you know, man. what we always say in this show. Happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. Take it. All right, Jack. So we're going to call you back in about six minutes, and then uh, we'll start from there, all right? It's going to be wonderful. All right. We'll talk to you here in just a little bit. Jack Wayboard, everybody, making his... Uh, we're hyping up the crowd for Jack. <laughs> uh, so we got him... The Sam's Club series was in Rockford, Illinois. Maybe you heard about that. I, I think I was there. Oh, right. You were right. You're right. Michael was there. I was not there, but I heard about it. I read it all about it on KCBS.us. This was the, uh, section, uh, the second regional final that's taken place. Of course, the first one took place in Las Vegas this past April, which you were there for as well. There. What about Vegas? I mean, you like, like Vegas, just baby, as, Vegas. Forget barbecue and whatever like i've never been there i don't yeah. know if i've had like a burning desire to get out there like is i think it i awesome? got a three-day max on vegas you know you, yeah. you go and experience it and it's time to come home is it is it too over talked about is it overhyped it's what you want to make of it i don't even know what that means all right <laughs> it's better uh, that you don't so amen say it again uh, the top 10 teams coming out of Rockford will be moving on to Bentonville, Arkansas, this coming October 19th. I was right. Mm-hmm. My memory is like a steel trap of nothing. Uh, we just talked to the winner of the Rockford, Illinois Regional with a 683.5. Rich Parker, the Barbecue Superstore.com. Grills Gone Wild, Iowa, 68337. QOW, third, 68335. Gillies, but. What do you know about Gillies Barbecue? You follow these guys at all? You know, I haven't until recently. And you say Gillies, and I think of a Texas Texas honky tonk. I have been, luckily, just out of sheer luck, I was doing that MC event over at the Miami, Oklahoma. Sorry for the. Oh, what an event! Miami, Oklahoma, for the Oklahoma Indians. Um, Gillies took. Uh, Second or third place there. Strong. So I was talking to Blazing uh, Blazin Barbecue, the, the team that won it. And he's like, man, uh, you know, Gillies won the event that we were at last weekend. And they've been, like, trading on and off. And Blazing Blues has done tremendously well this year. 
But that son of a bitch, Gillies, like I started keeping track on him. He's won a number of events. He's like reserve. He's three, four, five. I mean, this guy is serious business. You know, it it happens that quick. Yeah, he is cooking his he's cooking his face off. (laughs) So uh, Gillies is fourth friend of the show. Ryan Newstrom, Big T's Q Crew, fifth place. Oh, yeah. Big name. Uh, second City Smoke uh, with a 675-88. Another friend of the show, Doug Caston, Smoker's Purgatory. They won Lenexa last year if you need them. Keeps rolling. They also uh, took part in the Kingsford Invitational Cookoff because he won Lenexa. That was a uh, qualifying event there. And then a Tippy Canoe Q barbecue team, they won it two years ago. I almost, I almost got to take Joe out. He was sitting in the aisle. Here yeah. comes my big old diesel pusher. And, and uh, that bounty, I thought I was going to get it. Just missed it by, by that much. Uh, Scott Nelson, friend of the Is everybody a friend of the show? Pigskin Barbecue, 674 and 8. Talk about one of the top teams in the industry. Little off this year, but have been wreaking havoc all over the place. Uh, even as uh, part of Swine Assassins the year prior to last year, before they uh, split up and went on their own. And then rounding out the top ten, I hate to say it, folks, we're hoping it wouldn't happen. We could have a repeat winner of Sam's Club. Justin McGlawn and Lucky's Q win, win, <clears throat> round out the top ten. So uh, those guys move on to Bentonville, Arkansas, October nineteenth. I mean, it seems to be like a far fetched idea but he's in there's no reason it's every every team's game what do they want they can bring it so let's review lucky's q iowa team pigskin iowa team tippy canoe iowa team big t's q crew iowa team there's a lot of iowa teams that are in it again i mean this place what is in the water in iowa i tell you they got it dialed in They've had it dialed in for what two, three years now. They've I've, just been coming strong, and you know, there's other teams out there in Iowa that've been performing too, not just these. Yeah, of course. And I've been long asking all these top Iowa pitmasters, you know, what's going on over there, very close to the vest. So very quiet. I don't know if there's like 50 nuclear reactors over there, and I think it's children of the corn. They're keeping their secrets. Children of the Corn, I see what you did there, right? I see. That's very, uh, this guy should be uh, open mic. Michael and I are going to open mic night at the Improv after we're done with the show. Please tip your waiters and waitresses. That's right. Uh, We'll be here all week. We were going to be talking about the drunk man who passes out and wakes up without his penis. However, we've run out of time and we'll have to get to that next week. Sorry about that. Close shave, the man said to the barber. Right. (laughs) Evidently, way too close of a shave. We're coming back with Jack Waybor. And Michael McDiarmid talk a little bit about the barbecue pitmasters from two weeks ago. But first, if I could, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru. Look, if you're thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop right here. Forget about all the other ones that you've been hearing about. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why would you buy one from anybody else? Look, if it comes already with one, you know, if your cooker is made and it's got a pit, you know, that's different. If you're looking for aftermarket automatic pit temperature control devices, you have to go to the Barbecue Guru. Now, maybe you're not familiar with how these little beauties work. I'm not going to break down and dissect the minute details, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set. It keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe you're a busy working professional. I mean, Michael's on the road all the time. 
you know, I'm... Okay, well, I guess I'm not, you know, working. Or, nevertheless, if I work... Hey, I got kids. I'm doing errands. I'm running around. I don't have time to tend pit temperatures all day long. The barbecue guru will allow you to throw a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs on. Then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the barbecue guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There's currently a number of different models to choose from. The most popular one right now, well, it's like 1A, 1B. We just talked about that as far as, you know, who's the, the best TV star, Michael or myself. CyberQ Wi-Fi selling like crazy. You see the CyberQ Wi-Fi all over the place now? Inter- internet, smartphone access. I mean, you can literally be in your trailer or in your bedroom at your house. You pick up your smartphone. You can see your temperature's here. If you're cooking fast, you can ramp it down. If you are uh, cooking... You're on. What? Oh, okay. If you are cooking slow, you can ramp it up. If you're cooking fast, you ramp it down. You can see up to, uh, I think it's four probes. This thing is phenomenal. Now, the counterbalance to that, the Party Cube, $129. Doesn't get any less expensive. Easiest point of entry. I affectionately refer to it as the horror of automatic potential because you can take it from the Weber Smoky Mountain. You can put it on a Big Green Egg. You can put it on a Kamado Joe. You can put it on a wood-burning offset pit. It's all self-enclosed. It's double-A batteries. Oh, right. Maybe you need your microphone on, too. There you go. So here's what you have to do. You go to thebbqguru.com or you call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Again, the website, thebbqguru.com, and you are off and running. They'll help you out, give you exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. All right, we're back with Jack Waybor and Michael McDermott right after this. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. And before we get to Jack Waybor, we will give away something. Why not give away? Courtesy of Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q. That's Sweet Smoke and then the letter Q.com. A bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice. Michael, you're a guest. What should people be putting in the subject of the email they're going to be sending us to win a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice? Pitmaster's Tri-Tip. Pitmaster's Tri-Tip. Spelled correctly or just... Oh, yes, absolutely. Sort of Spell like Jeopardy, right. you know. I if you can't don't, wait you to see what right. we're about to get. This is going to be Pitmaster's Tri-Tip. Uh, Mike will be checking in the emails to make sure that we have the correct winner picked out. Uh, but you can now win a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice, courtesy of Jim Elser. Sweet Smoke, the letter Q, dot com. Good luck. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're back. 877-448-0433. We congratulate... Alan Frankel on winning Sweet Smoke Q Juice. Alan, send me your shipping info. I'll forward that over to Jim. And you, my friend, will be trying out some Sweet Smoke Q Juice pork injection. Have you heard about it? Good stuff. Yeah. It's fabulous. 
You can almost drink it, I think, when it's mixed. Like some of that stuff you don't want to, after you get it mixed pour, up. Pour a shot? Is that what you're saying? Maybe that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to grab Jack Waybor here. i got to figure out how I'm actually going to uh, move us around here. How do I want to do this? Oh, he's a lot better looking than me. Put him up in my put him up in my spot. All right, we can do that. Oh, wait, I can't do that. Wait, I can't. Why is it not working? Any mini miny. Hey, Mo. Jack, why can't why can't I see what I want to see? Yeah, I don't have any idea, Greg. I'm not the media mogul that you even. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate you just saying nothing. That's fine with me. All right, um, let me see. All right, so I'm going to have to. Just uh, dump this really quick, and then is there, a, is there a third on the switch? No, I mean, I, you know me. I'm like I'm always trying to figure out what's the lazy way for me to to get out of actually trying to figure something out without having to yeah, redo it. That's a good looking guy right there. There you go. There's uh, Jack Waybor, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the show. Uh, Jack okay. is. Uh, well, I'm being joined by Michael McDermott in the studio, but uh, via Skype, pitmaster of Common Interest Barbecue and a South Carolina barbecue pitmaster legend, Jack Waybor, joining us here on the show. And we go back like a number of years, right, Jack? What is it like? A, is it maybe even 10 years? I bet it's even longer than that, Greg. You're going back to the archives. We did a rib uh, round yeah. table, I think, and either yeah. a Boston butter or a brisket a long time ago. Yeah. I think I did those maybe with uh, Kevin Bannington I and remember, a couple of others. Uh, did we even do one with uh, – were you on the one with Meathead as well? It's it's so, possible. I, it's been a long time. Well, nevertheless, uh, long overdue. Uh, he's back. And, of course, uh, if you recognize Jack, uh, not necessarily from this show or from my archives, you might recognize him from Great TV, which is – is that to, tell us a little bit about Great TV, Jack. Yeah, Great TV is a show that we do with Bill West. comes out every Thursday. Uh, we do a lot of grilling on that show, a lot of backyard grilling. Um, and we're just into doing – pretty much as much crazy stuff as we can think of. Uh, last year we did the Summer of Extreme Barbecue when we uh, grilled or barbecued all of the Looney Tunes animals, uh, which was a lot of fun. Bugs Bunny was my favorite. I would figure being a uh, South Carolina guy that Porky Pig would have been your favorite. You know, Pig, Carolina, Mecca of Pork, whatnot. The birthplace of American barbecue, actually, uh, and it is the birthplace of American barbecue, and the pork was fun. We actually made, in fact, last week on Great TV, we made uh, BLTs using uh, pig candy. Tremendous. Yeah. Put them on a Hawaiian roll. It was almost like uh, we were talking about uh, uh, dessert for dinner. It was good. I don't want to start a fist fight here, Jack, but far be it for me to not be somebody that needles. Some would say... That the birthplace of American barbecue <laughs> is indeed is indeed Virginia. Some as in well, Tuffy? Uh, many a barbecue researcher and historian has said that the true place of Southern barbecue is Virginia. How do you answer that? I answer by saying that in the olden days, um, Virginia was actually settled by the um, by the English, I believe. That would have been uh, the story of John Smith and Pocahontas and, and that story. And the South was settled by the Spanish. And if you look for the root word of barbecue, it's barbacoa. And that doesn't sound English to me at all. So what are we thinking about the Virginia thing, then? The Virginia thing, is, it can't be. <laughs> if barbacoa is Spanish and the Spaniards settled on the islands of South Carolina, then by golly, 
it's impossible for Virginia to be the birthplace of American barbecue. All right. I'm not going to sit here and barbacoa argue. Just, barbacoa just doesn't sound like a British word to me. No, but I'm I'm here to make sure that we're uh, Well, now, throwing... Greg, we all know that history is always written correctly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> never, never written. All right. uh, Jack Wayboard joining. All right, so lots to get to here, Jack. Before we talk about the TV show and stuff, you know, maybe a little bit of background about you, your barbecue history, and, you know, uh, kind of when you got into this whole competing thing as well. Competing has been a long time, probably, uh, we probably go back 15 years competing, originally under the name Pigs in the Wing, won the uh, South Carolina State Championship in 2006 under Pigs in the Wing, and then uh, switched over to the team called Common Interest, uh, won a couple of state championships with Common Interest in a bunch of uh, great contests along the way. Uh, those are kind of like the heyday years of, uh, of big-time barbecue, uh, Jack Weybor, Common Interest cooking. Uh, I now cook with a team called Mike's Catering. Uh, Mike and I are, are a great pair, and we uh, pretty much stay in the South Carolina area and do uh, fundraisers now more than the, you know, the big contest for the big money. All right, so obviously, as far as the TV show is concerned, Barbecue Pitmasters, uh, I'm going to make a guess that you're kind of a fan of that show. Have you made previous attempts getting on to that particular one, or is this like a first-time thing? What's the deal there? We made an attempt uh, two years ago, I think. Maybe it might have been three to get on the show. Um, did a video, and quite frankly, it wasn't a very good video. So we're, um, you know, the one we did to, to get on this year's show was was much better. Uh, we showed much more of our personality and showcased exactly who we were. We had a great time doing it. Uh, Michael came in uh, pretty much, uh, I don't know, on a whim maybe, and uh, we decided to go ahead and put a, a video together and sent it in. It was a great video. Uh, spoofed the um, Lance Armstrong thing that was going on back then. Juicing it up Lance injections. Armstrong, Lance Armstrong story was big. <laughs> All right, uh, so, Michael, let's go over to you. Um, do you reach out to Jack? Do you guys run into each other in a drunken stupor on a street? I mean, how does that whole relationship get sparked up? Uh, we've known each other for a few years now and, and worked. Uh, he's, he's done some promotional work on, on the side of, of uh, Garland Jacks and and uh, craft and other things. And then I, of course, am, am doing the American Growmaster experience. So we had, had been in similar areas and, and generated a friendship. Frankly, the Grillmaster, Pitmaster side of things covers uh, – Jack is a whole hog specialist as well. So it covers the full gamut of anything they could throw at us, which uh, we tried to also uh, go after authentic barbecue. We wanted to not have Michael. all the gadgets and stuff. Michael. Yeah, Jack. Pitmaster. Grillmaster. Pitmaster. Grillmaster. Pitmaster. Grillmaster. What, what is with this, uh, this terminology? I mean, I was just talking with somebody a little bit earlier today, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm confused by this term, pitmaster. What does it mean? How do you achieve this? Uh, what uh, ranks do you have to pass through in order to be called a, a pitmaster? And I told him, I said, look, I think it's become... You know, so overused and, and can be applied in so many different ways. Uh, and I'll ask you both here, Jack. I mean, what is the right term, and, and how do you attain a status, or can anybody just call themselves whatever the hell they want? If you have a barbecue pit, that's the first thing you need to have is is a barbecue pit. Once you have that, then you need to become a master of it. The more pits that you can become master of the more you can be call yourself a pit master so now you get you get it doesn't make any difference what pit that you have 
you just need to be the master of it, whether it be a, a, a Weber or whether it be a Weber Smoky Mountain or one of the big pits. If you're the master of your pit, then you are entitled to call yourself pit master. How do you know if you're the master of your pit? If you can make your pit change temperatures and up and down any way you want and you have complete control over your pit, then you're a pit master. If you know when to fuel it, if you know how much fuel to put on it, if you know how long it takes to cook your um, the meats that you're putting on it, if you know everything that there is about running the pit, then you can be the pit master. I think there's a difference between the pit master and the flavor master, too, um, especially on a barbecue team. There's usually a, a person who has, is a great pit master, and then there's usually a person who is actually the flavor master. All right, uh, Michael, we'll go to you uh, for this one. Uh, you guys were saying grill master, pit master. Grill. What term are you liking to use, and, and I guess how do you get to whatever word you like to use? How, how do you, you know, achieve I think that it, stat? And I've said this before. I think it's a compliment from people that you cook for. I don't think that uh, you should give yourself a title. That's a, Granted, freedom of speech, enjoy, it's America. But as far as it's what you're called. And it may be a four-letter word, or it may be grill master or pit master. But, you know, as, as far as that compliment, you earn it every time you cook. Every time you light that fire, you're out there trying to keep your reputation or gain that reputation. So when you see, uh, and, and I'll go to you here in just a second here, Jack. So when you see these teams that are on the shows, and they're the restaurant guys. And sometimes they might have one restaurant guy or two restaurant guys going up against uh, somebody that we would know to be a more traditional competition cook, not in the restaurant business. Is one more of a pit master than the other, or it doesn't matter? We all have the love of barbecue. It's all at the root of it all. It, you know, it's, it's not sitting there trying to say one's better than the other. Uh, they're all different styles. Competition barbecue, everyone knows who's around competition barbecue. It's different than your backyard versions. Uh, it's it's a different texture, consistency, taste, tenderness, everything. Jack, as far as that's concerned, do you think that the restaurant guys don't have a big of advantage as these competition guys have when it comes to these styles of shows? Uh, no, I think the restaurant guys are every bit as, as um, entitled to be on the show. Uh, the pitmasters uh, for a restaurant are certainly no less talented than the pitmasters that are out on the on the circuit. Uh, managing pits. The pit master, actually in the restaurant, if you're going to use food service terms, the pit master in the restaurant is the guy who runs the pits in the restaurant. Um, that's And that's usually the guy who's, you know, he's in early and out late and taking care of business. Jack Weibor joining me here on the show. Also, Michael McDearman is in as well. Uh, as far as the show went for you guys, uh, Jack, you I guess you were more the centerpiece or the, the pit master. Michael, you were, uh, I don't know if we can call it like the, the sous chef or back up to just second. Yeah. You were second fiddle to Jack's main fiddle. Uh, do you guys have any discussion on, you know, who's going to be lead and, and who isn't? Do you know right up front that, you know, Jack was contacted and you're just helping out? How does that whole thing go down, Jack? In our situation, it was actually up to the show Right up until the very last minute, they were the ones that actually chose it. When they originally contacted me, I told them that certainly we were there to be able to do what we could for the show. Uh, the, the, a television show is not really a, a competition. Uh, it's all about uh, bringing in uh, viewers and what's going on in the business of television. So we, I left it up to them on uh, who they wanted to, to put out front and uh, how they thought the ratings would, would – how not the ratings, how – which pitmaster would benefit them the most by you know by the choice? And uh, I was uh, fortunate that they asked me to do it, and I went ahead and did it. The great thing is that Jack and I work well as a team, and that that full gamut. We're a, a flexible team. 
You know, a, a number of times during the show, Jack, uh, especially because I, you know, you're the the pitmaster that they're showing. You make mention to authentic style barbecue, so you know words like subjective or vague. Few words that just pop into my head when I hear a phrase that says authentic style barbecue. Can you explain a little bit more in detail what you meant by that every time you said it? I took authentic American barbecue, meaning I take wood and burn it down to coals and use the heat from the coals to make the barbecue style that I want to make. There's a lot of different ways to do it. There's a lot of different, uh, uh, you can use burn barrels. I was fortunate enough to have the Oklahoma Joe out there, which was in, which is makes it an old, authentic style, Midwest kind of barbecue. Um, happy to know the techniques of running that pit. Happy to know how to use it. Happy to know how to burn the wood and make that pit just do what it's supposed to do. Um, and that's all just a, a practice thing. I mean, a practice, practice, practice on uh, making good flavors, uh, solid barbecue, traditional um, goodness that comes out of the meats. And we use in, uh, you know, smoke and spice and seasonings and, and all the blends that we can put together to make it as authentic as possible. All right. So everybody's always interested in what's going to be in the coolers. Uh, when you guys are standing there, you open up the top. Michael, when you see it's Western ribs and a tri-tip, are you happy? Are you concerned? Are you 50-50? What do you think? I'm the grill master for beef. It's what's for dinner. It's beef tri-tip, baby. I loved it. So that was good for you. Yeah. Jack, when you see what's there, what what are your thoughts? And I tell you what, I took a look down on that cooler, and I smiled a happy smile because I had beef in my cooler, and I was working with the American beef expert. It couldn't have been happier for me. Country-style ribs isn't a, isn't a big deal. Uh, it's a fairly easy cook. But that uh, that tri tip, and I knew I knew that tri tip was going to be spot on. Michael is a fantastic grill man. So. Thank you, Jack. All right, so we see twenty minutes, twenty one minutes of a finished product. I mean, you're there all day, all day. I mean, like eighteen, twenty hours, or whatever the case may be. What we see compared to what is actually going down in a raw state, how well does it stay true to what is happening, Jack? It's a, the, uh, the the cook itself is probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. I mean, they got all the cool stuff out there uh, that you would expect. You know, you see the behind-the-scenes shows and, and all the TV and all the technology that's out there. And it is really kind of it's, – it's neat to watch it all happen. Everything that goes on on the set is, uh, is put there for a reason. The cook was uh, – they stayed out of the way, more or less, of our cook. They wanted us to be – you know, they wanted us to be able to execute what we had to execute. There were a few times when, you know, we had to do something again because they didn't quite catch it just right. But certainly nothing that got in our way, nothing that was a bother. So they stay true. They are, there's a lot of stuff that hits the cutting room floor, I can tell you that. Um, and a lot of stuff just isn't necessary. You make, you make rubs, you make sauces, you do a lot of things to fill in time. And as you look in the old shows, you can see they have like a, a checklist of things that they want to, of shots and scenes that they want to get. And they just go through their checklist and they follow us around. They followed us, Michael and I, around for 18 hours and we had a blast. You do a, a session where um, you do a lot of the shots, uh, the, the shot of Michael and I doing the, the, the they call it the action shot, where we're, uh, where we're we're setting up to do the boxing thing, you know? That was just a blast. We, we must have done that 30 times, eh, Michael? Hey, we had a great time. You know, and, and they did, it didn't happen to show, like, different ingredients, like you mentioned rubs, or if you had brushed, say, duck fat on a tri-tip or anything like that. It didn't show those things. Did you say duck fat on a tri-tip? 
Can you get duck fat anymore? Oh, yeah. Banned in states across the country, but you didn't know that. Ooh. Yeah, watch out. Or maybe you know, wait. you can get a lot of things on the internet. I heard. Foie gras I duck? Foie gras? No, that's goose liver. Goose. Foie gras is duck liver. Duck fat is still good. You can buy it pretty much anywhere. All right. Um, Jack, was there like a specific thing that you thought for sure would make it to air that ended up on the cutting room floor, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I didn't make it up? Aside from the duck fat painting? Thing. No, the uh, you know that was really that was really the only thing that I saw that uh, that didn't make any sense. So uh, um, you know that was they they like to show all those techniques and those little things that you do to make things better and tip the secret hand and uh, you know finishing the uh, tri tip with duck fat was something that we came up with uh, right at the end there and uh, I was surprised to see it hit the floor. What do you think, Michael? You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where the show actually captured what happened. And you can't condense, you can't include everything out of the 18 hours or however long it was that they filmed us um, down into what you said was 21 minutes. Right. Um, so, yeah, you can't do that. And so they did a very good job of depicting what actually happened. All right. So I thought I'm watching the episode. I thought for sure you guys were going to win it. And, Thank you. I, you know, I was a little bit pissed off in the end when they chose. Thank who, who do they choose? Rescue Smokers, very yeah, good team. Rescue Smokers, very good Come team. Come in three years in a row of Atlanta, Georgia, against second against uh, Myron Mixon. Right. So uh, very accomplished team. Uh, Jack, is that somebody uh, team-wise that you are very familiar with, seeing them on the circuit or not so much? No, not so much. You know, Greg, I, the last couple of years have been uh, I've been filled up with uh, with the craft marketing thing and, and a lot of things going on, so I haven't really been on the circuit all that much. Uh, I was surprised when we got to the morning meeting that, uh, on, on Friday morning, that uh, Howie Kleinberg was there. You know, Howie Kleinberg was on uh, Top Chef, and uh, he's a great chef, and he did a great job on that show. Um, the Rescue Smokers guys, um, I, I had done some that we, if you kind of watched what was going on and, and you got the list at the beginning when everything was posted up, you see who was there. We were the, actually the last show to be on. So, by process of elimination, um, I knew that Robbie was going to be on, and I knew that uh, um, you know that we were going to do it. So I kind of looked him up to see what was going on, but I certainly I wasn't familiar. They're a very successful barbecue team, very successful uh, restaurant in Sycamore, Georgia, and they do a great job. I was familiar with them on the uh, Sam's Club tour and, and knew out of GBA stuff. All right, uh, so guys, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to do a uh, read for Arno Smokers, and we're going to come back and we'll uh, finish with uh, some more barbecue pitmasters talk and then you know whatever else you guys got uh, going up here before we uh, wrap it up so uh jack just hang back here just for a second we'll be right back with you folks let me talk to you quickly about arno smokers custom pit builder combining innovation the art and uh, some cutting edge technology offset vault style barbecue pits not like in the same but they make a Offset cookers, they make vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning both on the design level and the quality of their craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market today. Look, if you've been looking for a custom pit without the hefty price tag, and the wait time of some of those other manufacturers on the market. Make this your first choice. Look them up. Mention you heard Arno Smokers here on the Barbecue Central Show. Receive an additional discount off the already low price. For more information, follow the link to their Facebook page, which is their main point of contact, which can be found right on my website. Go to thebbqcentralshow.com and then click on the logo at the right of the navigation. You see that little uh, 125 by 125 button or... 
You can visit the sponsor page, or you can visit the links page all on my website. That will get you directed over to their Facebook page. If you don't want to do any of that, get a hold of Billy Overton or Tony Belay, respectively, at these email addresses. Uh, Billy is B-I-L-L-I-E underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com, or you can get a hold of Tony, T-O-N-Y, Tony underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com. And don't forget, check out their Facebook page regularly for weekly drawings and giveaways from their barbecue partners as well. So not only are you going to save some money on a great custom pit, a lot of top teams starting to use the R.O. Smokers, you can win some free stuff by visiting their Facebook page. And again, you can get over there by uh, visiting my website, clicking on their logo, going to the sponsors page, or going to the links page as well. R.O. Smokers, one of the newest sponsors right here on the show. Very happy to have them aboard. Uh, we're back with Michael McDearman and Jack Waybor right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're back with a uh, quick giveaway. And all I got to say is thank God for Michael McDermott. I'm not going to even explain exactly why. Nevertheless, uh, also uh, Jack Waybor joining us here on the show. Jack, we're going to give away a six pack of Smokin' Scully's barbecue sauce, courtesy of Brian Corbett. It's called Just Leave the Bones Barbecue Sauce. Uh, I need from you uh, something that people can put in the subject line of an email so they can win this six pack. What would you like to have them say to win? Georgia. Folks, if you can spell Georgia correctly, we're talking about the state, right? Yes. Not your first girlfriend that you ever had way back in the... Uh, you say Georgia in a subject line of an email, and you can win a six-pack of Smokin' Scully's barbecue sauce. Just leave the bones. Just leave the bones. Good luck. We're back with these guys right after this. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. You guys remember this song? You ever heard this song? He gets tired, and he lights fire. Lights the fire. He's chewing all night. He's chewing all night. Karaoke night at Barbecue Central. That's right. Uh, you would recall a couple weeks ago we played the game Make It or Break It with Joe Haynes from Obsessive Compulsive Barbecue. This was his original song, Pitmaster. And people made it, so I said, hey, we'll go right into the uh, bumper music of the show. So, Joe, if you're listening, I made good on my promise. It made it. Uh, Jack, is this a, a song that you might be buying and downloading to your MP3 player? Absolutely. I'll be uh, picking it up as soon as we get off of the show here. Right, so, uh, so uh, Pitmaster, if we're going back to the old days of 
uh, billboard. It's got a bullet pointing up. It's making its rise on the charts. Pitmaster by uh, Joe Haynes from OC Barbecue. All right, so we're talking about this uh, Barbecue Pitmaster show that you were on a couple weeks ago. Uh, ended up taking second place overall. Let me ask you about this. There was a lot of comments being made about, I'm going to call him the other guy because I don't remember his name. Uh, not Rescue Smokers, but the other guy. Howie. Howie. Howie Kleinberg. Right, Howie Kleinberg kept referring to himself as chef. Uh, he microplaned some charcoal into the finishing salt. Uh, he went over and over about uh, applying from a uh, higher height for a better cascade and application. All the stuff that didn't really end up mattering at all at the end. There's been a long history of chefs not being able to step in and cut it when it comes to barbecue. And that's not something I'm making up. I mean, you've seen it on television before. You've heard it time and time again on the competition circuit. Jack, why does there seem to be this snobbery from the classically trained chef world? You know, that's, that is an interesting question because, truthfully, the, the chefs can really do well, and a lot of them really do well. You know, Tuffy Stone is a, uh, a classically trained chef that made it big in barbecue, so it's he had a background not in unheard of yep. those kind of things to happen. And Howie was Johnson & Wales. Good school. Yeah, the uh, you know how you're actually. I think in, in the in the show situation, I think they they get wrapped up in the uh, in the in the stress and the pressure of what's going on to be able to make great TV. They have a, a difference. They kind of get. I kind of thought that how he kind of got absorbed in what was going on around him and didn't really stay true. When you're doing things like this, one of the common phrases is "stay true to your brand." And I really don't think how he. I think he got absorbed in what was going on. I really didn't stay true to his brand. Quite frankly, there was a piece of steak and a sirloin rib roast sitting in front of us to cook. There's no reason why a chef can't cook a piece of steak and a sirloin rib roast. You know, though, keep in mind, too, folks, you had rain, you had cold, you had sun, the temperature fluctuations, the difference in in, uh, nighttime and daytime temperatures. There was a lot going on on that show. Let me ask you this question. And Jack, we'll talk. Uh, let me uh, let me ask you first, and then uh, we'll go to you, Michael. You always hear in the barbecue world, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. And I've had Meathead on, and we've kind of talked about potentially debunking this, but it was shown at least through editing that he was in his pit like every eight seconds, and there was just didn't seem to be any way that he was going to be able to recapture, recover heat, and get to where he wanted to be. Was he in the pit that much? And do you see people in their pit? that much being either on the circuit or just cooking barbecue for catering or at home? I didn't see Howie in his pit that much, but I'm, we were down on the other end. So there was, it was rescue smokers was in between the two of us. Uh, they did make some comments about, um, you know, how's Howie doing down there? The, the producer did, how they doing next door, how they doing three, two doors down, you know, how he seems to be looking in his pit a lot. And of course, you know they're all wired up to to uh, a headphone, so they would be clued into you know what's going on two doors down. Um, yeah, I, you know Howie probably was in his pit a lot. Unfortunately, uh, he had two pieces of meat that didn't need to be in the pits. You know, with strong, steady heat for a long period of time. Uh, both the cooks were uh, fairly short cooks, so it, it really didn't make that much of a difference overall. Yeah, I see a lot of people, especially the rookies, that uh, get into the pits a lot because they want to see what's in there uh, more. Um, boasting and bragging about what's there and showing their friends of you know what's in the pit and it's true uh, one of the things about barbecue and cooking great barbecues you need to have a a strong steady heat over a long period of time to be able to break down the collagen and the and the connective tissue in the meat so if you're looking you ain't cooking michael were you surprised to see in the finished product how in his pit that often 
You know, I, I didn't get to see him like Jack. I was on the other end and focused really on our cook. But when you have those peaks and valleys on your temp, you're cooling and, and heating up that meat instead of consistently keeping that temperature. So it can actually seize up. You know, I've even had a, a, a brisket go to almost like a Kevlar vest because the cooker was spiking and falling due to weather. Um, you know, it's, it's something that you have to battle. Keep in mind. All right, so as you guys are watching the show now, um, you didn't make it through. When was, when was your episode actually taped? First weekend of May. All right, so actually that wasn't you know, that far away con- considering some of the other ones. Uh, as you're watching it now, you see Dave Bosca move to the finals this past Sunday beating Pig Daddy and Characters Barbecue. You know, to me, probably not a huge surprise. I'm sure Rod Gray is going to garner a, a lot of attention as, as far as a potential bet winner is moving on as well to the finals. Jack, do you see a favorite emerging out of the, the pack of semifinalists that are going to be competing here over the next couple of weeks? I don't, I don't really see a um, emerging favorite. Um, of course, you know, the people who are in the, in the game still are all great cooks. So they would be the favorites to get to where they are. Um, you know, I, there's, there's, they really do a good job in the show. Uh, and in previous shows, I think they had, a, they were showing a lot of, or you could see a lot of favoritism. I don't know if they were showing it or not, but uh, it seems like this year they're trying to keep the uh, the cooks close and trying to keep the appearance of uh, everything. You know, is is everybody has the same shot going on down the line? Michael, with the remaining people that you see on the show, do you, do you have a an idea of who? Might I think be they're a all there for a reason, and and you know, you've got them from all over the country. Uh, you've got them coming in from the Northwest. You've got them from the Southeast, uh, especially the Midwest. And you know, like you mentioned, Rod Gray being from, from the Kansas City area. Uh, you know, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Jack, let me ask you this question. Melissa Cookston, uh, I mean, I don't know who's going to, I guess, be on the, the final table, but you see, you know, Melissa Cookston as a guest judge. You see uh, Daniel Domofsky as a des- uh, guest judge. You see Bubba Latimer as a guest judge. Uh, we're going to hold. Uh, Q off to the side on a whole different rant, and I won't even get into it. But Myron Mixon is a competitor. Uh, Tuffy Stone is a competitor. Is it set up better for the guys that are doing competition-style barbecue? Because, look, uh, the people that are judging the food have, whether they want to admit it or not, they might have a disposition set aside already for competition-style barbecue. Everybody's injecting. Everybody's doing similar stuff on these cooks turning in to these judges that would probably, as they're saying it, doing a similar way. Do you think that the, the, the competitors in the show have a leg up whether they know it or not because of the judges that they're turning into? I had never analyzed it from that point. Uh, Greg, that's a great point. Um, I don't think anybody has, when it comes to flavor, you're only, on, you're only judged on three things, appearance, uh, flavor, and texture. And with those three things being what they are, and, and flavor is the is the major weight uh, going into the game. You know that. Um, I don't think there's a there's a great big huge difference. Um, if you watched the ham show uh, last week, I was impressed. Um, all three of the judges said they wouldn't break their ham down and cook it whole, or they would cook it whole. Where all three of the contestants broke their ham down and cooked it. And uh, David Bosca actually uh, did something just, in my opinion, that was just phenomenal when he broke it down into the small piece that he did and then quick cured it. Um, what an idea! Um, it certainly wouldn't have been what I would have done because I don't think my brain would have thought quick cure. So you know, you, you do what you do and. Uh, 
uh, in the end, uh, the best taste comes out to the, to the top of the, of the game, I guess. Uh, Michael, your thoughts on that? Do you think that the competitors that are out there doing it weekend in, weekend out that are on this show, turning into judges that also do it kind of like they do, might have a leg up in this competition? I think as you travel around the country on any uh, barbecue circuit, whether, no matter the sanctioning body, the difference is the judges who are judging it at the different contests. The rules are the same. Uh, that's the variable. But as far as the judges themselves, what they prefer, you can't teach taste. Uh, we know what championship barbecue is, but why do uh, competition teams potentially do better? Well, I, I don't know. But if you look at it from the measuring, the people who are paid the money for the good barbecue are the competition teams. The backyarders aren't. Uh, this is this is restaurant and everything, but everything's bringing their own flavors. Everybody asks me around the country, where do you find the best barbecue? Well, it's what you grew up on, really, is what you prefer. And those are that's taste. That's that's the feel. Those are the memories, though, that are also atti- attached to that that uh, meal. So um, you know, everybody's a little different. So potentially eating great barbecue that you're used to. You're not necessarily eating great barbecue. You're reliving great memories and remembering a, a time lot of that was, was smell, good. taste are are big memory factors. Actually, Jack, do you agree with that? I do. Uh, I'll just go to the point that I think the only advantage that the competition cookers have across the board is that we cook on outdoor equipment, uh, where the restaurant tours generally cook on the standing pits that are in the restaurants. So being out there in the weather and and Tending to the weather is, is an experience. Um, take Howie, for instance. Uh, you know, he's from Miami, and uh, he doesn't have an outdoor outdoor cooker, and he brought the one that he brought. Uh, had cooked on it about two weeks. Uh, on Friday, when we were out there Friday evening getting uh, all set up and ready to go, I had asked him if he had you know cooked in cold weather and rain uh, while he was practicing getting ready to go for the show. And he said, I live in Miami, and why would I want to go out in the cold weather and the rain to practice for a TV show? And, I, and there's, there's the advantage. Certainly, uh, as, a, as a competition cook, I've been, <laughs> I've been out in the weather and the rain a whole bunch of times, so that would be my advantage. There has been some scuttlebutt after this particular show this past Sunday about people saying that Dave won strictly because his appearance of box was better and that uh, what we saw as far as the judges saying they liked flavor-wise was a character's barbecue a little bit better. Uh, Jack, have you heard anything about that? And as far as, as you were watching it, did you think that Dave won solely on the fact that his box looked neater than Michael's did? His box certainly did, did look neater, um, but it's it, it's a flavor thing for those guys. Uh, you know, you got to bring the big flavors. It's got to be one bite flavor. I, I don't know what the what the box tasted like. Uh, I saw all the boxes. Uh, I thought they all looked pretty good. Um, but I'm a guy that I'm a judge that says if you put in what you're required to put into the box, then you should receive the score. All three of them put in what they needed to put into the box to receive the score. Michael, did you hear any of this uh, scuttlebutt on the internet about uh, no Dave rumor mill on that? No Nothing. rumor mill. Do you not live in the rumor mill? <laughs> no, not not Michael. No way. Look at that smile. This guy sees rumor all over the place. He's keeping it very close to the vest. I appreciate that. Uh, Jack, where are you going to be at next? Uh, things you'd like to promote here before we let you go tonight? Of course, uh, we always like to talk about Great TV, uh, com. Uh, watch the show every Thursday comes out, and we also are on schedule at uh, the Outdoor Cooking Channel. We love what we do there. Um, Carolina Pitmasters uh, is coming out with a new um, cooking school. We're going to go to a, what we call the uh, Pitmaster Patio, uh, be grand champion of your own backyard. That uh, program is coming out relatively soon. And then uh, I'll be at the... Uh, 
at Johnson Haygood Stadium on the 16th of August at the Charleston Home and Remodel Show, uh, doing some demonstrations out there uh, with the uh, home show and uh, the pork board will be involved, the South Carolina Pork Board. So we're looking forward to that, too. Jack, do you have any thought uh, on uh, the pork board, or the, the pork check, or whatever the hell they call it, uh, switching the name of the pork cuts to its uh, uh, beef counterpart? So instead of, you know, pork this, it's going to be a pork porterhouse or a pork strip, New York strip port, pork thing. I mean, you down with that? Do, do, or you have a pro- do, you have a, do you have a problem with the name? Is that, is that I, what we're well, asking me? I always start thinking of beef. You know, when I say New York strip, I don't think of pork. It'll be a loin strip steak. A loin strip pork steak. See, but you say steak and you think steak, right? Is it confusing or is this going to make it easier for the consumer? It'll be confusing until the next generation comes along and, and they've, oh, great. they've we all settled have to die. down amongst themselves. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete. All right, uh, Jack Weybor joining us here via Skype, and uh, you can find him, Carolina Pitmasters, and, of course, Great TV, uh, which can be found not only at that website, but Outdoor Cooking Channel, as he mentioned. Jack, always appreciate the time, and let's, uh, let's not wait so long. I'll have you on again soon, okay? Just uh, give me a ring and let me know. I'll be here for you, buddy. All right, there he is, Jack Weybor. Joining us here on the show, your uh, your cooking pal there on the TV show. He's a good man. Did you guys just work like seamlessly as it looked like on the on the show? First time cooking together, and yeah. it went just like it looked. Have you been on the great TV thing with them before? Though? Did a heart shaped ribeye story? Um, yeah, for yes. for the February fourteenth Valentine's thing. Was that you? Just think of you just like walking down the meat aisle one day, and you're like, man, if I take this ribeye. <laughs> it's a heart. You know, you encounter things along the line, and, and you can see inspiration everywhere. Wow, absolutely. That was probably one of my favorite episodes of that. Cause I personally like the one they took the watermelon on Great TV, and they put the uh, tap into, made a little drinky drink. Yeah, a little Harry Buffalo deal. Woo. Yeah, watch out for that. I don't know for, okay, I know from personal <laughs> experience, that can be a little crazy. Watch out for that. All right, uh, we're going to come back and uh, kind of tie up this show tonight. Uh, Michael McGearman sitting in. Get fired up foods.com, grillmastertour.com as well if you want to check out those websites while we're uh, just finishing up here tonight. Let me talk to you quickly about iGrill, uh, also a new sponsor of the show. iGrill is a Bluetooth enabled cooking thermometer that pairs with your Apple device or perhaps you're an Android user. You can use the free iGrill Pro app, which can be downloaded in the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store if you have an Android device. Uh, This Bluetooth range is up to 200 feet, so you can monitor your food from practically anywhere in the house. This gives you the free time to do what you want with assurance that your food is being perfectly cooked. Go watch the game, have a beer, have five, mow the lawn. Why not? iGrill's got your food covered. The iGrill has dual probe capability, so you can monitor two different pieces of meat at once. You can also measure the ambient temperature of your smoker or grill using the ambient temperature probe. That can be purchased at iGrillInc.com. The website, the letter I, grill, the word, Inc, I-N-C, iGrillInc.com. If you use the promo code SMOKE, you'll get the free ambient pit temperature probe with your iGrill purchase. Just use both into the uh, shopping cart. So put in both in the shopping cart when you're checking it out. And then at checkout, use the promo code SMOKE, and you'll get that ambient pit temperature probe for free. Now, within the app, you can set minimum, maximum temperature settings. If your grill or smoker gets too hot or cold, your smart device will alert you. The free iGrill app for iOS has Facebook integration, so you can upload pictures of whatever it is you're cooking right to iGrill. 
and their Facebook page. The app also has Globe feature that shows you all the other eye grillers around the world. So you can see who's cooking right down the street. You can see who's cooking in Timbuktu, Arizona as well. And you can also use that graph to monitor the speed of which your temperature is rising. Now, MSRP, $80. It's not the worst. I've seen more expensive ones. So, I mean, you know, 200 feet, 80 bucks. iGrillInc.com. You can also get it at Apple. You can get it at Best Buy. You can get it at both the retail locations of AT&T and Verizon. You can also go to Amazon.com. So major retailers carrying it right in their stores. Uh, iGrill launched in April of 2010. Founded the Apple stores and since getting incredible press. Maybe you've heard of Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. He founded Facebook. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Has one, loves one. Accessories available at iGrillInc.com. So everything you need, one place. iGrillInc.com. That's iGrillInc.com. And if you want the ambient probe, don't forget to use the promo code SMOKE. And uh, we're done with giveaways. All right, so uh, we'll just wrap up this show coming back right after this. Stick around. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Well, the good news is I have the mics on. I, I remembered. I tried. It only took 12 segments, but I remembered to turn both mics on and not just start talking. Uh, if you have any questions for Michael here while we're uh, wrapping the show up, 877-448-0433. You can email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Let's see here. Okay. Okay. I just want to say uh, thank, a big thank you to um, everybody from Easy Hook, Orca Coolers, Mojo Bricks, and uh, all the groups out there, yeah, we can go through the laundry list, and I could be do it. At least I don't have to say Pennzoil or something like that, like hey, the NASCAR guys do. That's fine. You no, know, we have uh, a good couple minutes here. Run down whatever you need. Go ahead. Oh gracious goodness! Coca Cola, go. Heinz, Bull Grill, Sam's Club. Wow, you name it. As far as beef, it's what's for dinner. Easy Hook, Orca Coolers, Ergo Chef knives, Mojo Bricks. You cannot have a good fire with. I can put a smoke ring in a burger with Mojo Bricks. Really? Absolutely. And a burger. What about a meatloaf? You know, I love using cherry because that redness comes out and it just makes that smoke ring pop. Yeah. Do you like uh, meatloaf on the smoker? I like everything on the grill and smoker. If what's, it's live fire, let's do it. What's your favorite thing? Like if we're going to go through... My great-grandmother's cheesecake. On the grill? Yeah. You actually... Uh, my great-grandmother actually made the cheesecakes for the Tulane Hotel during the Depression. It was a, a white linen tablecloth restaurant in downtown Nashville. And uh, my grandfather worked across the street at Kane Sloan as a box boy. He made two dollars and twenty five cents a week. He wow. would go and spend a dollar seventy five on a piece of cheesecake. Really? When my, and he was courting my grandmother at the time. Guess what? They said real quick. Um, he wanted to support the family. That's what wow. he told her. Really? Yeah. You said courting. Yeah, I know. Wow. It was old school. It was the Depression. I can use that word. Southern. Wow. <laughs> courting. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's a great story. 
Uh, and you're going to be in Medford, New York mm-hmm. this coming weekend. Uh, where else are you going to be at? I'm going to slide on down to Laurel, Maryland, then hit a couple Virginia stops, Hendersonville, Tennessee. But find it all at GrillmasterTour.com. And don't hesitate to get on over to GetFiredUpFoods.com to find out my class schedule. I've got my outdoor cooking classroom in Tennessee on Russian War Ranch. And uh, we had a great class on the 31st of July. 30 people came. They walked away better steak cooks. Yeah all you can ask for absolutely have people walking away better than well, actually we wheelbarrowed them to the cars yeah well, got to get rid of them somehow all right let's wrap it up real quick uh, all the way back in the first hour richard parker or rich parker depending on if you're a friend or not the bbq superstore.com they won the uh, rockford illinois regional them along with nine other teams will be moving on to bentonville arkansas october 19th to take part in the sam's final cook-off in the second hour, Jack Waybor, Common Interest Barbecue, uh, CarolinaPitmasters.com, great TV. You can check that out on Outdoor Cooking Channel as well. And, of course, a special thank to an in-studio guest, a guy who I've met before, uh, but happy to have him in, Michael McDearman, Get Fired Up Foods, and uh, Grillmaster Tour. Thanks for coming in, buddy. I appreciate it. I really Hope appreciate you had seeing you. Oh, it's a blast. All right. Now, does the chopper take me back? Uh, it'll be the G5. Oh, okay. Thank you. Just got word it's ready to go. Appreciate you. Uh, a couple quick things before we leave you here tonight. If you have raw cast iron, after you're done cooking on it, if it starts to cool back down, maybe hit it with a little bit of a grill brush, and then hit a little pan, a little crisco, let it burn back in. Season it each and every time. Generations of rust-free service. You can pass them down to your kids. They can pass them. You know, you get the Flaxseed oil. Flaxseed oil. Flaxseed oil. Healthy and good for... Okay. Flaxseed oil it is. Uh, also, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American for Michael McDearman. Good night now. Mm-hmm.